Welcome to the Rookie of the Year podcast, where you will get tips and tricks from previous Rookie of the Year agents around the country. And now, your hosts, Will Holdren and Gusty Goulas. How's it going, everyone? My name is Will Holdren, and I am the host of the Rookie of the Year Real Estate Podcast. And today, we have a very special guest, and his name is Spencer Hawks. And Spencer was a past Rookie of the Year agent with Caldwell Banker, and currently he's a broker with Caldwell Banker, and he's based out in Arkansas. So it was an absolute honor to have him on here today. So Spencer, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Will, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here with you. Of course, I appreciate it. I know we are talking a little bit before, but I actually just love talking to new real estate people and kind of figured out how they got on off to a great start in real estate career, became rookie of your agent. So I think our audience is going to love this episode. And um, kind of jumping right into it, uh, kind of talk to me a little bit. What was your childhood like and how did it help turn you into who you are today? Sure. Well, so uh, grew up and uh, around real estate and development uh, quite a bit. Uh, so my grandfather uh, was one of Sam Walton's first vice presidents. Wow. And uh, helped him uh, as he started Walmart. And when he retired from that career, he came back to his hometown, Conway, Arkansas, and wanted to invest in his community. And so in doing so, uh, real estate and development was a great way for him to do that. And then later on, you know, uh, his kids would get into the real estate and development business. And then, you know, uh, I remember uh, growing up, you know, with uh, my cousins and my sibling, my brother, uh, who's actually, our uh, board executive right now for our our county and so he's helping realtors himself uh in a different role uh but so when we were growing up you know i mean a lot of kids you know is a role play and some might play doctors some might play you know as if they're living in a house uh we growing up i remember playing with my cousins we had con real estate contracts and we would come in and say, well, did you get any new listings today? <laughs> and so, I mean, we grew up with a very real sense of, of the real estate industry. Um, I then, uh, in high school, I uh, went off after high school, studied for the ministry, uh, came back after that and got a degree in business and uh, fell into education and uh, was in education for about a decade. And I, I loved being in education. I still uh, love working uh, with young people. And, you know, and so I ended up in an administration uh, and I realized there, there was an issue with education and it's that we don't pay enough in education. And so because of that, I started as a single uh, bachelor in education and I could afford it. Um, but as life goes on and you get married and you have a few kids, your expenses increase uh, pretty drastically. And so I, I had to find uh, an industry that could help take care of those needs. And, uh, and real estate uh, was the industry that I knew the best. And so uh, my cousin and I, we started a company ourselves. He actually had already started it and I came in and I partnered with him. And then uh, a few years later, uh, I guess I've, I've ended up here with Coldwell Banker and have 
a team of agents with me. Uh, there's five of us uh, currently. It's my wife and myself and, and three other gentlemen. And, uh, you know, we uh, do a great job and have a great family environment. And, uh, you know, much of like I grew up in with the uh, real estate brokerage, my granddad had started, you know, and, and I think that that's something important to foster. Yeah, that is a pretty unique come up. And I love the fact that your grandfather is actually Vice President Samuel. That's pretty cool. I actually just read uh, Samuel Owen's book, uh, The Making of Walmart. So that's pretty cool. Oh, great. That Good deal. I'll look for his name in the book next time. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So now, depending on which one, now, Made in America, Yeah. Uh, and I've got that copy at the house, is one of the first ones that rolled out. Um, there is a, his name is, is listed in, in one of the first few pages. So that's, crazy. <laughs> that's cool how that works out. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got that that copy there, you know, and I, I grew up hearing a lot of Mr. Sam stories. Gotcha. Uh, and, you know, my, my granddad thought the world of Mr. Sam and a lot of it was, you know, just his humanity is down to earthness. If that's a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and I think that he living that out too, you know, that was the kind of person he was, my granddad and uh, frankly, my dad and, you know, just being able to deal with people. Uh, You'd mentioned something before we went live about, you know, it's a people business and knowing people. And I don't think it's just knowing names, but it's knowing who people are um, as a person. And so uh, I think that, uh, is intrinsically, you know, just passing that down generationally. I think that that's been important for my family and working with, with folks. Yeah, that is super cool. And um, that's true in Sam Wall's book as well. Like when he was making Walmart, putting up all these stores, he, he made it his personal job to kind of go out and just meet people and get to know the customers and stuff. And then obviously that helped grow it into one of this today. Um, that's exactly right. So it's cool to see you got that entrepreneurship veins going in from like your grandfather, going to real estate development then. Um, so kind of jumping back into your story. So you said you were in education for about a decade and then you switched over into real estate um, because obviously, just like you said, education really doesn't pay out that much like like right. some other professions. Um, so what was that switch like for you? Because obviously you were there for 12 years and jumping into real estate, that's a, that's a huge change. It's a completely different industry. Um, so was it hard to make that transition for you? We're kind of going 50-50. Did you go 100% in real estate right away or what did that look like? Uh, no, so we, uh, we jumped all in. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I was in administration at that point with a uh, school here and um, had that opportunity. And, of course, you know, I worked with them on the shift and um, transitioned during, uh, I believe, a summer. Uh, and so, you know, but when we went into real estate, we went all into real estate, my wife and I both. And, uh, you know, I remember some of our preliminary conversations that we'd have with folks and you've got to be very careful, you know, whenever you're getting started and you don't want to have any conversations that you can't have as non-licensed or you're not, you know, under a brokerage and, you know, we were right there, but people knew that we were going to get our license and then, you know, getting all that started because, you know, we knew that um, we had a family that we had to take care of um, too. Uh, now, the other part of it was, is not only was I coming in as an agent, but I was coming in as an owner of a business. 
um, in which where you could look at that and say, well, you've got some income because there's existing agents in production already that's happening. There was also uh, some very real liabilities that we were assuming as well. And so just having to be able to think through that also, and I think kind of my administrative background helped with that some. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it was uh, it was definitely a shift. Um, but, you know, we were in a couple years and I remember Sochi, my wife, looking at us and saying, uh, why didn't we do this sooner? Uh, you know, and it wasn't all, it wasn't always easy. It is, I mean, it's never always easy. In fact, it's most of the time, not, if it is, you're, you know, not working hard enough, probably. Right. Right. But, yeah. uh, you know, but the flexibility that this industry gives you, you know, the opportunity that I have, like when my kids are in a program and, you know, and I'm busier now than I've ever been. I'm an insomniac. It's I don't sleep, but so I work a lot. But if my kids have got a program at 10 a.m. and and, you know, and I can and do, you know, I mean, sometimes we have to shift something around. I can do that. Right. And man, what a blessing to be able to see my kids, you know, I mean, grow up and, and see uh, them engaged in their school activities. So, you know, so it's more than monetary. It's a freedom that this uh, life is allowed us to lead to. Right. I think this draws a lot of people into entrepreneurship uh, to kind of begin with, but it always inspires me to kind of see people who kind of just take that leap of faith. And then most of the time, and they look back two years later, like, man, I'm glad we did that. Just like in your story, how you guys are so happy you made that switch in the real estate from education. Um, so that's also really cool to see. And, you know, obviously real estate's not easy and I've only been in it for a couple of months. And just like you're talking like, I found out that everything is harder than you think it's going to be. It's going to cost more money than you think it is. And so that's like, it's, it's just, it's hard to get stuff going. Um, and so it's impressive to see people like you, who kind of went in the first year and got that realtor of the year award, kind of the rookie of the year award. Um, so what do you think contributed most to you being able to get that award in your first year? What were you doing to separate yourself from other agents who obviously didn't get that award? I think that there, there are a couple things. First of all, if you're going to jump in to any business, you have to jump all in. I mean, the people who say we're just going to dip our toes into it, if it's a new business, you're you're not going to, I don't want to say you're not going to make it, but you're, you're going to make it harder for yourself. You need to decide, am I going to do this or am I not going to do it? Um, because, you know, and, and there's going to be some sacrifice. You know, when we jumped in, now granted, again, we had the business aspect of it, which was one investment. But the other part was, is, you know, when we, uh, I remember one of our first listings and I know each market is different, but let's just say, you know, an over half million dollar house here uh, in central Arkansas um, is a pretty nice house. It's a, it's pretty big. Uh, you know, that would be a pretty big listing typically, especially, you know, now, I mean, of course, everything's shooting through the roof everywhere. Uh, but, you know, especially uh, so many years ago when we were in, uh, just gotten in, but uh, we had that one and a couple others and, you know, and we put out like a mail piece. Uh, and so I'm in politics too. So, I mean, I know a lot about mailers and putting that out, you know, and so we put out a mail piece and I mean, that was a chunk of money. I mean, it was a, a big card and it said, you know, like one month in and over million dollars in listings and, you know, and so, 
all that was added money in right on the front end. But I knew if we didn't go in big, uh, you know, we weren't going to make the splash that we needed to, um, you know, make noise in the market. So I, I would say that's number one. Uh, and um, probably not in order here because I'm thinking through these. But I would say number two is, you know, when you make that splash and you reach those people, you have to become their friend and they have to know that you're on their side. Your job is not to um, just sell a house. It's to take care of their needs. Um, you know, so one of our mottos is uh, client focused, goal oriented. And I think that that needs to be, you know, one thing that any entrepreneur looks at is, um, you know, I'm going to focus on your needs, not mine. You know, what do you want out of this? And, and then when I understand that and only when I understand that, am I going to come up with the goals and how we're going to get to where you want to go? Um, so, so understand first and then implement, uh, your action items. I think a lot of times people try to jump in without understanding and then they get a client that's, you know, 10 days into a contract and they're asking about, well, you mean I have to move out on the day of closing? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to move out in 20 days now. And, uh, that's a scary situation. So if you don't know on the front end, the third goal is um, they have a little lapse or they've got some time before they can move into their apartment or wherever they're going to move, uh, you know, you'll be in trouble. So you need to know on the front end, what are your clients goals? What do they expect? Right. <clears throat> yeah. Those are all really great points. And um, so just to be clear, you did say that you sent on a mailer in the first month and you guys had over a million dollars in listings in the first month. Yes, sir. That's crazy. So how did you get over a million dollar in listings in the first 30 days? Like, what were you doing to get those leads just to start? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it, they were uh, friends of ours. So, I mean, again, we've been in the community for a long time. Um, and so there, there are folks who know us. They are uh, folks who know that we we're going to work hard. You know, they, you know, they saw basically what we were coming in with. And, you know, I think that that's an attitude and, uh, a persona, whether you're a person, a team, a couple, whoever you are, you know, that people have to see that when you're coming into business, that you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And, and they want They're going to want to list with you. Like, Hey, we know that you're new, but I mean, you're going to know this market. You're going to work hard, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, there may be different um, items that you look at in, in that regard, but, Whoever it is is looking at you. They got to say, "You are who I'm going to work with," because, and you, you find that because, and, and you sell that. You know, I mean, this, this is what we're doing, and, and we're going to make it happen. Right. And I remember, and this was wild. So, like six months later, maybe even longer than that, I'm sitting there in my office, and uh, my uh, receptionist comes back. It says, uh, Spencer, there's a gentleman here that wants to see you. And so I go up to the front and he pulls out of his pocket uh, that mail piece that I sent like 
I mean, it had to have been six months. I mean, you know, granted, this has been years ago, so it had to have been six months. But he had held on to this mail piece for that long, and he he said, I want you to sell my house. I got this, and I want you to sell it. Wow. And uh, so anyhow, I think just, you know, with time and being out front and going big, you know, that's important. And you've got to believe that it's going to happen. You know, if, if you don't have, you know, the belief and you don't have the belief enough to jump all in, you're going to struggle. And maybe that's it. You know, maybe, maybe that maybe that's it. Maybe it's not, you know, you're going to struggle because you're not all in because you don't have the resources. You know, maybe you're not being all in. You still have all the resources, but mentally you're not prepared to do it. And so, but I think if you say, I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going all in. I'm spending money that I probably don't have right now. Um, and I don't want to, I'm not going to go against like Dave Ramsey or somebody and say, you know, be financially irresponsible or whatever, but you know, be all in and make it happen. Believe in yourself. Yeah. That is such a huge component of it. And like throughout this podcast, you hear so many people telling you, like, if you don't have the right mental space, then it's not going to happen. You got to believe in yourself first. And uh, you have a much better chance of succeeding if that is true. If you believe in yourself. And that's exactly what we were talking about um, just now. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, so kind of progressing in your career, my um, next question for you is kind of how has like your tech stack kind of changed like throughout the years? Like what are you using now technology wise to help your real estate business? Okay. Um, so now technology wise, we just uh, talked about something today um, with our CBRPM program with Moxie and it's a CRM uh, that, you know, I think that that's important no matter uh, what you do or how you implement your business is that you have a good client relationship uh, management tool. And so, uh, you know, like I said, they're rolling out with a, a Moxie product that they were showing us today. Um, I think that that's important. Now, granted, uh, my wife, uh, who frankly works real estate a lot harder than I have over the past year and a half. I'm also a state legislator uh, for the state of Arkansas. So uh, we've been in session in between physical session and uh, COVID and anything else that has hit the world over the last uh, right. year and a half. Right. So, um, but she showed me, she's like, uh, she told me, she said, I printed out some MLS sheets of some houses that I've sold recently. I'm just trying to keep up so we can keep them in a book. So, I mean, yeah, so we, we can do our CRM on Moxie, but, you know, we also want to, you know, she wants that paper copy in her book, right. too. Um, and so I, I think that that's important. You know, we have a lot of tools for um, marketing that, that we try to utilize. Um, I now have... Uh, three other guys in my office. Um, and so two of which who are highly engaged in the day in and day out activities. Um, and so, you know, this, this is funny. Uh, now, now you're going to think, Oh, you don't know how you're even running your business, but <laughs> like I've been, I've been kind of tied up at the Capitol here lately. Um, and I think that whenever we were going back and forth, I alluded to that and we finished up yesterday, but like a, week or so ago i'm walking down the hallway so there's two ways to access my office and you know sometimes i don't ever use one or you know it's just you don't see that part of the, the office 
and uh, and one of our conference room has got like all of this in your maybe I should have done this interview in there. It's got like all of this lighting equipment and camera equipment. I was like, oh wow, so so what are we doing? He's like, oh well, we're gonna start uh, doing doing videos and some marketing and so you know. Um, and then, of course, I think being uh, a broker and, uh, you know, over a team, I've allowed them the autonomy. And, uh, of course, you're like, well, who's paying for this? Oh, we used your credit card. I'm like, oh, OK. All right. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah. I, so, um, but, you know, I mean, so I, I'm looking forward to that uh, and uh, hopefully being able to utilize some of those marketing tools and and those uh, two gentlemen, um, Matt Davis and Gabe Turner, both of whom won awards today, along with my wife from Coldwell Banker. Um, so, you know, I wanted to give them shout outs on this <laughs> podcast as well, uh, because they're both in less than two years and winning awards and, and doing great things. And like I said, and I'm so excited, you know, how exciting is that? That like, I'm gone at the Capitol and I come in and it's like, we're going to start shooting some, some videos. I'm like, that's right, man, you, you, you're taking it head on. And, uh, you know, because we're all, we're all in this together and, you know, to see them succeeding and doing so well. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that's another thing. We got to make sure that our teammates and our clients and the people around us are doing well. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I think that that's so important to have that spirit to, you know, uh, to make sure that you have a spirit that you're happy that everybody's doing well. And, uh, and so I was excited about that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. But plus, I think we're shooting a video on on Friday. that will be pretty fun. So uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That'd be cool about a blow up on social media then with all these new videos. Uh, that, that's right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, I need to get some podcast pointers from you or something, I guess. So yeah. That's very cool. Um, so yeah, so another thing that you mentioned was that you know, kind of COVID and stuff's going on in Russia and Ukraine. So people are kind of concerned with like the markets and stuff and what's about to happen. So I kind of just want to get your opinion on like where do you think where do you see the market kind of going in like the next couple of years, obviously coming out of COVID and you know, what's going on in Russia right now? Do you think that's gonna have an impact or where do you see the market going in your opinion? You know, um, again, so I, I grew up in this industry. Um and, you know, so I'm familiar with it from that aspect. But, you know, there are folks, too, who are my friends uh, who are a little bit older than me and, you know, and they've seen it. And nobody has ever seen, you know, times like this within the real estate market. Right. And so and, and I, I want to put it, I'm I'm not a doomsdayer. So, like, if everybody's like. Do you think that the sky is going to fall and it's never going to? Re- no, I don't. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, but are these unprecedented times, or at least times that we've not seen in a long time in the United States for real estate? Yes. Uh, and you know, I've, people talk about bubbles. Well, I mean, it's different because a banks aren't lending like they used to lend, and b there is such a shortage of housing. Like we are short units. Um, you know, it's mind boggling interest rates, you know, they tick up a couple points. Let's say they do. They're still historically low. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I know that uh, folks 
uh, my generation and younger, they might look at that and they might say, oh, wow, you know, whatever, four or five percent, whatever, you know. But there are people who still remember, you know, I mean, yeah, two, three times that. And, you know, so, I mean, uh, as far as where we're at, I mean, I think that you're going to continue to see um, a market like this for, I don't know, 18 months, a couple years, I mean, until we can figure out what we're doing with the, the shortage on housing. And, you know, the newest factor to it is the inflation uh, measure. And so uh, to see what that does to building is going to be rather interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think you brought some really good points, too. I love the thing about how even if, you, even if it does go up a couple of points, like you said, like like at the national average, like from 100 years ago, like it's still lower than what it was so right. like free money pretty much my grandfather tells me that all the time like back in his day it was like 20 percent. now it's like five percent it's, like, it's like free money you know so that's right so that's cool that you think it's going to be there for another couple of years so that's a issue to keep in mind and um so before we run out of time i just have one more question for you so kind of like looking at your future um what are some of your big goals that you want to get accomplished in the next couple of years sure uh so i, I talked to my team uh you know we collaborate and you know we want to my team personally uh pick up a, a few more aggressive agents who are going to be out there and securing deals um one thing that i like i'm spanish speaking uh so i constantly talk about you know growing my business into uh, latin america at some point um and you know i know that vrbos are big uh i think that you know vacationing will eventually come back uh to international people going farther out uh, again uh so i, I want to look into that market uh, especially if there's inflationary measures here in the united states and maybe looking for places that they can go uh, cheaper potentially in latin america uh so that's an item that i've looked at um i think maybe getting there by the the coast, you know, I mean, we have a lot of people in Arkansas that they vacation in the uh, panhandle of Florida. Um, and so, you know, thinking kind of some recreational properties uh, over in that area as well. Um, any, anything that I could do maybe to, to grow that direction. Uh, that's the area that I'm, I'm focused as far as the, the real estate business goes. Um, gotcha. Obviously, I've departmentalized my life in real estate career and political career and you know, you have to put those puzzle pieces together and, um, and then, you know, obviously you have to, you know, consider, you know, the family with that too and, and where we're at and um, make sure that it is uh, a good fit for not just me, but my entire family. Right. A lot of, a lot of moving puzzle pieces, but. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> I really love those goals and I'm hoping to see them accomplished in the next couple of years. So that'll be cool to watch. Um, and so before we hop off, is there anything else that you would like to say? And if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Uh, sure. Well, Will, if, uh, people want to, uh, reach out to me, um, the, uh, email address, uh, that I, I would give for them to reach out to me to would be my CBRPM email address. It's going to be S Hawks at CBRPM.com. 
and then uh, I would love to answer any questions that folks have, you know, and I would just encourage, you know, new agents and uh, seasoned agents, young, young people, you know, believe in yourself, invest all in and, you know, love other people and, and the business will come. It may, you may have hard times. You may have times where you think, man, where is it? Um, but if you, if you stick with it and, and love people, uh, more often than not, I think you, you see people's businesses work out. And, uh, man, I, I appreciate you so much. And uh, good luck to you and your uh, new real estate career. Appreciate it. Uh, that, that's so exciting. And uh, I, I hope that this is the beginning of a friendship uh, with us. And so if there's ever anything that I could do, or you ever decide to hop down to Arkansas, uh, please let me know. Of course. Well, I really appreciate that. And I also really appreciate you hopping onto the podcast as well. It's awesome to kind of get to know you. I think my audience really appreciates it too. Um, so, all right, guys, there you have it. Spencer Hawks, thank you so much for joining me today. All right. Thank you, Will. Thanks for checking out the Rookie of the Year podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? If so, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and let us know your biggest takeaway.